wait, is that what you did? You pressed play to see if there was anything new on Matt Canada? Oh, come on! I thought you came for all the original commentary and biting wit and all that other stuff. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that offer almost as much rich insight as this particular program. No, Canada hasn't been fired, at least not as of this morning. It's going to have to happen, meaning in one direction or the other, by today or tomorrow. And I strongly believe that based on stuff I've heard and based also on common practice. You don't keep around coordinators or assistant coaches that you're planning to get rid of or thinking you might get rid of because it's forever been seen as a courtesy in the industry. And this doesn't just apply to the NFL. This is across professional sports. If you're going to let go of somebody, let go of them early so they have a chance to latch on somewhere else. Most coordinators and almost all assistant coaches function on year-to-year contracts. Now, Canada's got another year. I wouldn't read too much into that. If the Roonies are as serious about winning as they've appeared to be for a very, very long time now, that shouldn't even be part of your thought process as compared to making the football team better. But no, for real, that's not what I came to talk about today. I wanted to talk about what made the football team better? What within the football team became better? Why? I guess because while it seems like everyone else across the Steelers nation seems to be focused on this negative thing or that negative thing or this potentially bad thing or whatever, I'm not ready yet to let go of that positive vibe from Sunday. And really the positive vibe over the second half of the past season. I had a brief conversation with Kenny Pickett the other day, and I mentioned to him that with all due respect to everything that he'd achieved as a rookie, it didn't measure up to what his offensive line did. And boy, did he ever agree with that. Not only because quarterbacks are want to do that sort of thing. You know, they know who keeps them up on their feet. But it was an enthusiastic, passionate agreement on his part. There's no facet to this football team that came further along than the offensive line. There's no coach within the staff, arguably including the head coach, who did a better job in the 2022 NFL season than Pat Meyer did. Because you look where you start, you look what you were given, and remember that Meyer's not the one acquiring these players, and you look what they do with them. That's the ultimate measure of a coach. And I am not talking about pro sports here. I'm talking about any sport. It's what you can do with the talent at hand. Meyer had the group that he had. He saw the money that was put in, so they weren't exactly bereft of talent. But they were missing two things. One, experience, especially on the left side. Two, cohesion, especially when it applied to the other three guys. And he made it all go. They made it all go. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? 
Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. I'm not here to pretend that the O-line is a finished product. I saw a little bit too much of Dan Moore getting beaten to the outside at left tackle and Kenny Pickett having to move out of the pocket before he wanted to. I'm fine with Kenny rolling out of the pocket, but I'd rather it be a designed roll than a panicked roll, right? And in particular, because of the left side, because of rushers fooling more, and sometimes including Kevin Dotson as well, it never looked like Kenny was able to do that. And it's convenient, maybe lazy, to say a quarterback's got happy feet. I started to hear that about Kenny over the last three or four weeks. He's got happy feet. Needs to settle down. Needs to just hang there in the pocket. Okay, okay, you say that and you stand in there. The good thing about Kenny is that he showed pocket awareness more often than not by getting the hell out of there. But overall, Overall, this group got it down, for the most part, in pass protection and really took several steps in putting together, don't laugh at this, one of the league's more productive running games over the second half. It's true. It wasn't just Najee Harris. It wasn't just Najee and Jalen Warren showing the defense's different looks. It was the way they did it together. This was what Dotson told me the other day about the line's progress. I think I think this growth has been probably the funnest thing for us. It just being able to put it on tape and they're like, okay, hey, we did that last time. We did this. Last time we played them, we messed up on this. We hit it this time. We did it easier this time. We blowing off the ball this time. Like it's it's, it's always feels very real good to just progress. Now, there were also some things that came together that can't be expected to continue into the future, such as these guys didn't miss any action. All of them, all five, all the way across, played all 17 games. Mason Cole would miss time here or there because of that nagging ankle injury, but he suited up for every one of them. James Daniels was on the field for every single offensive snap the Steelers took this season. Talk about coming through on a contract, right? And as Daniels confirmed that for me the other day, Chooks, Okorafor, standing right next to him, and Chooks goes, I missed one. (laughs) And I actually remembered it, because it wasn't that long ago. Chooks got banged up and had to, by rule, come off the field. He goes, I missed one. Can you believe that? And then he joked a little bit, said, I really let the team down there. You know. They were all out there. They were available, but that doesn't happen, which means you do need to have depth. You do need to have assurances at multiple positions. And it's not enough to say, well, we've got Kendrick Green over here. Kendrick Green couldn't get onto the field, which is why I remain very much open to the idea of drafting a left tackle, even in the first round, even if that's an immediate threat to Dan Moore's starting status, because Moore has the pedigree and certainly the brain to be able to play multiple positions, slide to the inside, it might actually be a better fit for him, according to some football inside people. But for now, 
seriously, hats off to the entire group, to Coach Meyer, and to everyone involved. By the way, including the head coach for sticking by these guys when not all of us, myself included, had been sure about them at all, to say the least. When we come back, J1Q. Directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, they are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Swan, who asks, DK, I have a serious question about Matt Canada. Let's say the Steelers keep him. What would be the real reason to have him on the staff leading this offense? Because Mike Tomlin likes him, because Art Rooney likes him. Is it too hard to try to change the playbook for the younger players? I'm not saying any of these carry any real weight. I'd just like to figure out why people do things. Why he is here is a mystery to me, like so many of us seem to think and feel. Yeah, I mean, look, he's not good at his job. He's also not experienced at his job. And if you want to look at Canada as having gotten better, to use Tomlin's own phrase from his press conference Monday, you're welcome to do that. If you want to believe that his improvement is going to continue into 2023 and 2024, go nuts. That's up to you. We're all free to have our own opinions. However... I will combat that and robustly with the following. The NFL isn't a training ground. If you're going to be a National Football League offensive coordinator of any worth, you should have to be able to work your way up the ranks in that regard. I'm sorry. College football ain't it. I know there's a lot of people who like to pretend that college football and and the NFL are somewhat similar. They're not. They're not. These are the same fools who a few years ago were having that debate about whether or not Alabama would beat the Browns. Remember that? The Browns, those Browns, the 0-16 Browns, would have hospitalized all 90 of those kids had there ever been a Browns versus Alabama game. The sports, the levels of the sport are not comparable in any way. So for Canada to achieve what he did at Pitt, 
and then to kind of not achieve it at Maryland and to not really be all that successful anywhere else that he went. He comes to the Steelers as a quarterback's coach, not for very long, gets promoted just because he was at the next cubicle. When you get down to what the hiring process is, it's all from within. You come in and you kind of slide up slots. Well, that's fine. If you've been sliding up those slots successfully, as opposed to just because you're at the next cubicle, the Steelers, everyone likes to ask questions about the coaching tree, the coaching tree. It's one of the favorite Mike Tomlin attack routes. Thing is, it's also accurate. It's accurate. There isn't one. There isn't one. If you ask me, a lot of the various shortcomings of Tomlin's tenure, if you evaluate him, or in my case, cover him fairly, is that he's had not very good coordinators. And that's been borne out over time because no one else wanted them when they were done in Pittsburgh, other than Bruce Arians succeeding elsewhere, but he got forced out. So why would you keep Canada? In, in my eyes and this is going to be kind of a boring answer here, but I think it's the right one, it'll be just because they don't like change. The head coach is no different than the Roonies and anyone else associated with the Steelers over the past half century. They don't like change. They don't believe in it. They believe that there's issues with continuity and the easy counter that they'd have to the question that you're asking is, hey, Rookie quarterback, how many times do you want him to change coordinators? Things just started to get good. We won seven out of our last nine games. What do you want us to do? Blow that all up and start from scratch? I'm not taking that stance. I'm telling you that it's going to be most likely their stance, which is what you asked. I appreciate the question. I remain, I remain holding out hope with everyone else. <laughs> Let's do another one of these tomorrow. Tomorrow.